The amusing podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which we live and work. We pay our respect to their elders, past and present, and wish to extend that respect to all Indigenous peoples in Australia today. This episode was recorded on Wurundjeri land of the Kulin Nation. Last two minutes. <laughs> okay, and then you have to flick back to the screen. Or I'm going to get yes! quoss. <laughs> you're going to quoss about a lot of things. Well, you, you're going to be quoss if <laughs> one day where that doesn't record, you're going to be hitting yourself for it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the amusing maker. <laughs> On that cheery note. <laughs> On that cheery we actually hate each other, so let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to The Amusing Podcast, the podcast where we muse and be amused by life. My name is Mel. And I'm Izzy. And today we're going to jump into a conversation about social media and screen time. We've all heard it all before and everyone talks about how much time they spend on their phones and being Gen Z, Z, sorry, not American, Gen Z <laughs> ourselves, we totally relate. It can be alarming receiving that dreadful notification each week about screen time. I hate receiving that. Um, And we all feel to some extent that we should probably reduce our screen time. But often I think that we actually accept it and tell ourselves it's something that we'll kind of deal with another time. We resonate with these feelings. And today we want to spark a conversation about a few manipulation tactics that platforms such as Instagram or TikTok use to keep you engaged. What causes us to go on our phones? Is it procrastination or boredom, social awkwardness or a habit that's formed? And it would be useless for us to speak about reducing screen time if we didn't provide some practical strategies. So we hope to provide some insight on shifting our habits, partly from author James Clear of Atomic habits that we can use to help gain control over our social media usage. So join us today as we investigate the impulses that drive us to stay on our phone, the tactics that social media companies use to keep you online, and importantly, uncover solid strategies that can be used to help you reduce your screen time. So stick around to hear it all. But first, what's amusing? What's amusing? What's amusing? What, what, are, what have you been musing about? What have you found amusing? What's been going on this week? Well, as, as we said, oh, we haven't said, but we, we've, we've said to ourselves. We've said to ourselves, and I forgot <laughs> that I haven't actually said on here, um, that we are recording these quite a far in advance. Um, we are. Probably <laughs> almost two months. Point being that um, the stuff that I'm talking That's about That's because happened, I'm going away. Because you're Sorry. going away. I don't want to hear about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, everyone. You'll be sick of it. I'm one of those people that's like, I'm going to Europe. I'm somewhere. going to <laughs> Um, but it's all right because it will probably have blown over by the time you're hearing. This. Yes, that's the thing. It's already happened. So the last week or so at uni, we had a, a student conference and I thought maybe I just wanted to touch on that. I guess that's something that's been going yeah, on and tell us. about this week. So, um, as we said in the last episode, that's what symposia are. Symposia. Um, so that's lots of different that is symposia. my favorite wanky word. <laughs> It was really interesting. There were lots of different speakers. One speaker we had was Victoria Devine from She's on the Money podcast. She had a presentation on like creating financial freedom as a student and all that sort of stuff. Um, I thought, you know, I thought, oh, good chance I got to the front and do some networking, you know, network mm. podcast wise. But then I chickened out and like, she doesn't want to hear from us anyway. How was the actual con? How was the actual conference? Yeah. So with everything else, what were you actually doing? What was it about? What What was this for? So it was a 
the student conference, that's actually a subject and we've got assignments linked to it. And it's mm-hmm. every year and it's all four year levels. So, so this is in med school? In med school. MD1, 2s, 3s and 4s, all years. And there are, each day has a keynote presentation at the start and the end yeah. from some speaker. And then throughout the day, there are various uh, symposia a morning session and an afternoon Symposia. session. Symposia. Morning and afternoon <laughs> session of varying topics um, and you pick which one you want to go to. We also had a workshop and I did a trauma workshop, which was really interesting, mm. which was some simulation sessions. Uh, where there what was does a, that involve? Yeah. So there was a simulated patient and the one that I had was some dude who'd been hit by, he was riding his bike and yeah. been hit by, a, oh, actually, I don't know what he, it was been riding his bike and was in an accident. Yeah. Um, And he... Uh, then had like a big wound on his side and he basically had a tension pneumothorax, which is just like a, it's like a lung puncture thing. Anyway, I was going through like, what do you do in a trauma situation? You know, your A, B, C, D, E's to sort of stabilize him in emergency Mm. to then be shifting off. So that was just, uh, not that I'm supposed to need to know anything about all of that necessarily, but like it was an interesting workshop. Um, And I also had, we also all did a wellness workshop and the one that I did I was allocated to was baked goods decorating. Ooh, so. Yes, <laughs> I did see those. You I, saw them. I did had, you think they were fabulous? Uh, well, you know, I thought they were not too bad. <laughs> the cookies were good. They tasted good. The decorating was subpar, but the decorating, no, nah, the decorating was pretty good. Look, I have room for improvement. But yeah, it was good. There were lots of different sections, a lot about humanitarian aid, um, not for working in the not-for-profit space as a doctor. That would be cool. Um, Is that something that interests you? I think so, yeah. Um, I love like the idea of like MSF, which is Doctors Without Borders, and they go over to places what like... What does it stand for? I can't say it's in French. Médecins Sans Frontières or something. That was pretty something, good. thank you. <laughs> um, you got the... Got the... In it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get it right <laughs> in the back of your throat. Um, and yeah, there was different sessions on vaping and obesity and wow, it sounds like gender a lot of and lots of different things. Yeah. So it was a good time, quite interesting. Um, it's a lot of information. A lot of information. I feel like I'm not. The main takeaway from that is that I'm not cut out for a nine to five. Like you had to be there all day. I didn't even have to do anything. I just had to mm. sit there and exist. But I came home and I was so tired. So I can't wait to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nine to five. Yeah. No, it is. It's big days. It's yeah. big days. So, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people work nine to five. No, I know. I think of, I'm sure everyone's like, I'm a gash. Why can't she? But no, like, yeah. I think it's an adjustment though. To, for sure. Whereas yeah. I guess the uni life is actually really quite uh, accommodating. Quite yeah, relaxing, definitely. So. It's flexible. Yeah. But what have you been uh, thinking about this week? Um, well, I, uh, look, I, my weeks have been pretty, pretty, pretty chill, really. I mean, fun employed life, as we know. So I'm just doing what have you doing want? some client projects on the side, existing pretty much. No, <laughs> my life is, um, you know, what, what I find amusing about this is that, as we said, this is coming out in two months <laughs> or, you know, this is, this is not going to be the right time that you guys are hearing this. So... As you're listening to this, I thought I'd tell you in the real time what I'm going to be doing. Um, so where are you going to be right now? This so is you right from the past. now, when this episode is released, I will be in Florence. Oh. Yeah. So um, I'll be going from Florence to Rome. And before that, I will have been, I would have been to New York. I would have been to London, Switzerland. So, yeah, while you guys are listening to this, I'm just floating around on the other side of the world. What's been us? What's been us? Um, And, 
yeah, I'm excited for when I get back and I'll, I'm sure we'll have some, some good things to chat about because that's I'm, your ultimate mission. You need to curate some fantastic stories so that you have some mm. good content when you return. That's we'll the aim of the some, game. We'll definitely have some travel content to share when I'm back. Um, for sure. If you are listening to this and you're interested where I am, um, you can check out our personal Instagram accounts. I don't, you know, we're not trying to, I don't, I don't want to be promoting us, but I'm like, you know, if you want to keep up to date or you're, you're intrigued in what I'm up to, you can head over there. And if you're lucky, you, you'll get through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're lucky, I'll accept your request. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. But I'll be on a tour. So by this point, I'll probably be um, wasted <laughs> and hung o- or hungover. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wonder how accurate this will be, actually. This will be an interesting comparison. Comparison. I'll, I'll listen to this when it comes out mm. and I'll see how accurate I was. <laughs> Anyways, let's dive right in. Let's get into the episode. So I guess it's kind of ironic, like, plugging our Instagram, given that we are talking about social media Good usage. Point. Yeah. Um, today. But I guess what we wanted to start off with talking about was maybe getting a bit vulnerable and talking about our mm. own screen time and how we use social media and how we use our phones and prompt a bit of self-reflection on that because I don't know about you, but I, it's something that I've been a bit worried about lately, how much I look at my phone, how many times I pick it up, mm. how, off, how much time I spend on different apps. Mm. And um, yeah, I, I'm trying to frame it in a way in my mind that's a useful conversation rather than something that alarms me or alarms anyone else, but just as a prompting for discussion, I think. Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, it's I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of people about it too um, because it always comes up like we're on our phone all the time or you're around friends and you're trying not to be in your phone or uh, and also it's like I think the, the, the thing is it's so accepted as well. Yeah. Like it, I think that not saying like as society but just in ourselves like we just like we don't actually care that much that no. we're on our phone, but then I think actually we do care, mm. but it's it's almost a problem that's much bigger than us and more overwhelming that we probably all can't really think about even trying to like, you know, make that much of an effort to reduce it. Mm. So we want, we want to bring light to uh, some techniques that or tactics that social media apps use to kind of keep you engaged and also talk about habits a lot more because I think that that's a root cause of a social media addiction. So give me a rundown on your screen time. Pull up your phone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's talk about our screen time. This is very exposing. I think mine's going to be pretty bad. But also, take note, I'm not working at the moment. And also, that it is my job to be on social media. Yes. Yes. So my screen time's bad. You can pick, you can pick to say the week or a, or a day or like yeah, what, what you I use wanna... most or what you use less, least, or pick up like f- you yeah, know number oh, of pickups, well, like whatever floats your boat. It's actually really horrifying. I don't even want to do this w- this week. What's yours? This week, well, I was at a thing, so it's not as You've bad as it normally out. is. I've been out and about, so my daily average is three hours and nine oh, minutes. I can't, I can't tell you my daily average has been is really bad. <laughs> You don't have to. You don't have to. My daily average last week was three hours, nine minutes. That was down 29% I from the week before. I think that's quite good, if I'm being honest. The week before was four hours, 30. The week before that was four hours, 38. Yeah, no, mine's very bad. Mine averages, honestly, around seven hours at least. Mm-hmm. Daily average. Mm-hmm. Which is 
that's my entire day. It's a lot of time. It's a lot of time. That's that's my entire day. And that's like I I I hate looking at this. I hate getting those screen time notifications. I just ignore them now. They're one of those things it's like yeah. it's like an alarm. I just turn it off and see you later. Continue. Yeah. I don't even read it. When and how do you use your phone and social media? Oh, good question. When do you think of the times that you pick it up most or you gravitate towards it or social media? Yeah. And how do you, you use it during that time? Good question. I also did a poll on this on our stories, which we'll talk about as well. Um, but I would say for me, it's procrastination. Okay. I think it's like I'm doing a task, something gets a bit difficult or like I'm kind of getting sick of working on it. So it feels overwhelming and I'm like, I want to go on my phone and just scroll. And zone out. Zone out. I just want to do something mindless. Yep. So then I'll end up on TikTok and then I'll end up on wherever that goes and there goes two hours yeah three hours four hours five hours (laughs) (laughs) we can keep going (laughs) yeah no no but it it is really it is really alarming thinking about it and how much time is spent looking at that screen like what is that and you know i don't think social media is all doom and gloom like no there's some seriously great things on there and as i've said like like some like some of that time I am genuinely doing stuff on there or researching something I don't know or maybe I'm just on my phone re- sometimes I will be on my phone so mm. that screen time's looking over everything right like how much time I spend on my phone in general so I could be researching things on my phone I could be doing like uploading content from my phone or writing yeah. captions or doing something like that so yeah I think you know for me maybe it's a bit different but I think a lot of people would would relate to having like I wouldn't be surprised if people have at least five hours or Not at all. seven no, hours. No, 100%. No, 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 definitely. Yeah. I think my screen use is also, yeah, quite procrastination, procrastination focused. I think like if I'm studying or doing some task and again, like it gets a bit tricky or I see a notification, I'll be like, oh, and I can't get that thought out of my head of mm. who is that? What what happened there? So I have mm. to put on do not disturb if I want to be focusing and throw my phone on the other side of the room. But, but then you put it on Do Not Disturb mm. and then you're like curious. Yes, what's happening? Because you're like, oh, well, I haven't checked my phone in a while. Mm. wonder if I've got notifications. And then, or, oh, oh, there's no one. There's no, no one. one's there. Sometimes <laughs> you're just like, oh, I'll just have a quick little yeah, look. scroll. And it's, it's dangerous. No. It is. It's Don't do this just, quick scroll. It's no, never just, a quick, cr- no. quick scroll. <laughs> scroll. <laughs> Thank you. But I think otherwise it is largely a habit for me. Yes, I agree. Um, me too. You know, like I've got my alarm in the morning on my phone. So mm. I turn off my alarm, I'll lay there for a little bit mm. and then I'll pick up my phone and then I'll scroll for That's an hour on my phone in the morning. Mm. I'll scroll before I go to bed. You know, like I have my micro habits that I've set up that I just do do um subconsciously and then I get annoyed with myself that's that's what I don't like about this is I set myself up for failure by being like the night before Mm. I'm not going to look at my phone in the morning (laughs) but then in the morning I'm like I'll do that tomorrow yeah tomorrow I'll start that habit rather than Mm -hmm. being like oh why don't I just try that now I could jump out of bed and have a fabulous start to my day but instead of got the dopamine Mm. hit of TikTok Mm -hmm. which sets me up to be in that spiral and not trying I'm not trying to be alarmist or anything like that but I'm just I guess voicing my own frustrations yeah, that I have very at myself relatable. because it's I think a lot of people feel like that I definitely feel like that I I, th- I totally relate to that and I actually tried for a little while doing no phone in the morning I think it lasted like three days yeah so I actually 
yeah, like a couple of things I've tried is you move the charger. That's a key yeah. point. You must move the charger. If you move the charger, that means then you've got to move the charger back. Yeah. Um, it does sneak its way back over there. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> it's, it's got legs and it magically reappears back <laughs> next to my bed. I don't know how. But yeah, so you got to move the charger. Then you got to put it away and you've just got to try, try a morning, even if it's one morning a week, like just getting up, not going on the phone. Um, and honestly, I can say it made me have a more productive day. Yeah. I, but I, and I think that's because I sometimes, like if I'm on TikTok, I'll get caught up and there goes like an hour of time and maybe for a couple of different reasons, but either I see something maybe that is subconsciously distressing or like gives me a bit of anxiety about something, yeah. um, you know, not something like seriously stressful but you know something small and subconscious and then also the other thing is I just spend an hour there and then I'm frustrated at myself for sitting in bed for an hour on TikTok and, and then, then it like just already a, it kind of brings in the mood for the day because yeah. it sets the tone for the 100%, day I because, think so I agree yeah and then and then I just can't get the ball rolling because mm. I'm like you know, my maybe my brain has just become used to those. Like and you're already kicking yourself. Yeah, that that like dopamine, that quick dopamine. Whereas like the difficult things, you know, that take longer. My brain's like, oh, well, why would I try doing this now when I can just go scroll on TikTok and do that? Yeah, it really so much mellows out our real life. Is it feels nothing in comparison to that the 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 high we get from watching mm. TikToks. It's like my mm. real life, interacting with my friends in real life should be more exciting yeah. or stimulating to my brain than watching random people on the mm. internet. Well, we recently both watched um, The Social Dilemma on Netflix. I did just want to say we, we might be a bit late to that. Yeah, we're, oh no, we're very late, late to, to that, that because that did come out in 2020. But oh, we're very late to the the social dilemma. But I think that no, it's a very good, it's a very good watch. It's though. a good yeah. watch. It's a good watch for sparking this conversation. And like, I think it's just relevant to what we're talking about. Um, and it's still relevant. Like, I think it is. It's almost. It's, yeah. It's not that even though it was, uh, you know, a film that came out in 2020. I think it's still relevant. So because yeah. you watched it last night, so it's probably more fresh in your head than in mine. Yeah. Um, but what do you think? Like, is the key message behind that whole documentary? Mm, good question. I feel like there are a few key messages that came out of it, but I guess the main one for me that, that I took away and look, let's impart is because I fell asleep in the last 15 minutes because I was so tired. <laughs> so I took, I took away the key messages from the start of it. Um, but I think a lot of it was talking about essentially the business model of social media, mm. how social media is a business. Mm -hmm. um, and I liked a couple of quotes from it that kind of brought this down to something that's very simple, saying that if you're not paying for the product, we don't pay for social media, then you are the product, right? Users are the product. Advertising companies are paying social media companies like Facebook, Google, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok, mm. everything to have our screen time. And everything that social media companies do is to increase our screen time and increase our engagement mm. with uh, their feeds so that they can show us more ads. And I think maybe we all kind of know this to some extent. That's how people, that's how companies make money. I think through, through we do subconscious and we advertising. I um, think we do and we don't. I think we are a bit, I think we are all very naive to it though, I would say. Yeah. What I find so fascinating about social media is that everything is designed with intention. I mean, everything is designed with intention, full stop. But everything on those apps is designed with intention or put there with intention mm. to keep you engaged. Mm. And I think that's why, you know, 
we can't beat ourselves up over our screen time. No. You know, I hate that my screen time is seven hours or whatever it is. That's embarrassing and that's like I feel so shit about that. Mm. But I I can't fight with myself, you know, and hate myself too much for that because also we are like like this is literally designed to keep me to manipulate me yes. and keep me on the app. Um, and we're going to talk about a couple of those things that I've noticed that certain apps do. Yeah. Um, to keep you on there. Yeah, to keep you on there. So what are some of these tactics that you think you've noticed? Well, that you, sorry, that you have mm. noticed. Well, I'm going to probably specifically talk about TikTok and Instagram, Instagram more. Um, but you'll notice that apps make slight changes. Obviously, apps always have updates. Mm. Um, so, you know, and there's reasons they update things and it's because they're actually all competing against each other for your screen time and yeah. they, they need to make changes to how can we keep this user more engaged on our platform rather than on this platform. So, you know, a couple of things like, for example, I noticed when Instagram uh, changed its comments from like, you know how people used to tag you in a comment and then like it would say, you know, is it is he tagged you in a comment or is he mentioned you in a comment and it would tell you what the comment is mm. now when it comes up on my phone it says is he mentioned me or is he mentioned you in a comment and doesn't say what the comment no, was you have to click on you it you have to <laughs> click on it and you have to actually enter the app and that's just one like simple little <laughs> thing that they've changed get you in the door get you in the door of the app and there you go all of a sudden you're in a rabbit hole on Instagram again and gone you know yeah. <laughs> for hours Good so point. very sneaky um I think, you know, and they do a lot of that with also like tagging people like XYZ mentioned you in a photo, yeah. but they won't like tell me anything else or what the comment was like from my notification. It's like I actually have to enter the app mm. and, and go in there. Um, TikTok is also like a massive, TikTok is obviously probably the biggest social media app right now. So they mm. are really well and truly onto this. And I think personalization is the future for technology like personalization is like everything because it's what keeps you engaged mm. if something is personally talking to you or very relatable to you it's literally inside your your beliefs your values like what you care about it's very manipulative and mm. it's actually scary thinking about how they can actually get to know you so well so I think I, I think you know uh, TikTok I, I have seen documentaries in the past where TikTok has like the ability to like scan your facial your face and also like has an understanding of maybe how attractive you are or has an understanding of like what you dress like what styles you like it knows people say you know this all sounds really woo woo but people say your phone listens to you but even if it doesn't listen to you it knows exactly what you're engaging with what you spend more than two seconds looking at it kind of tracks all of that mm. and creates this personalized algorithm which keeps you on the app for a very long time um and one thing like when you start out a tiktok account you probably you'll notice that your first video will get heaps of views because that's one right that's one way they get you in the door they're like we'll give this Let's person this a one. bunch of views as soon as they start and then you know then after that We'll go back to whatever, but they'll be thinking, oh, my God, I got all this attention on this video. Let's mm. keep going. Mm. It's not the way it works. And I think TikTok is such a like such an up and down, unreliable app. Like if you are creating a a business on there or anything, it is so it's, it's almost scary that you can build this online presence and you can gain one million followers in the span of maybe a month or two months. That's insane mm. like that like that is insane but you also 
can get the next day to only 200 views on a video. Yeah. Like, that is terrifying. You can create this whole other reality. Yeah, I think like there was 10 million good points that you said in there. But um, I think one of the things that I found interesting, particularly off that documentary and kind of what you're talking about in terms of updating and how they're always trying new things is that yeah. they're it mentioned in the documentary how they've always got mini experiments that they run. So they'll pick mm. a few, however many users, a sub-portion of users and, not, and scale out an experiment to those users. So maybe that's why sometimes some of us have slight changes in it, in the, whether it's, uh, pretend I know what I'm talking about, but like slight changes in the algorithm or slight changes to the app that I have maybe that you don't have. And I'm like being a lab rat, I'm, it's getting tested on me learning yeah. something from that and then deciding whether or not that's that's useful mm. keeps me on there more i see more ads and whether that's going to roll out to everyone so i think it's in- interesting in the context of talking about like you know how chat gpt and all this sort of new ai stuff is coming out but like this this is ai like social media and how it all runs is already yeah. ai and 100%. we don't understand how it works and a lot of the people that they have or well, all the people that they were interviewing in the documentary were ex like executives mm. or presidents or like they're head people in these companies mm. and they're saying we don't understand how it works or like mm. there's only a few people who who barely understand how all of this works mm. all these rooms and rooms of supercomputers that just run everything like it's kind of mind-blowing how much technology is behind all of this mm. um and how unconscious and gradual mm. and imperceptible these changes are to us but it actually mm. has a fundamental effect on our brain chemistry and how we interact with people so it's definitely something to be aware of slightly on a different tangent but like the idea of of it being a tool what who's saying it's a tool sorry what do you mean by that oh well I think a lot of people think that social media could be a tool and I think in some in many ways it is a tool but I think that that is a dangerous it's a dangerous thought like the example in the documentary they're saying like a bike is a tool right Mm. I get on a bike and I get from A to B Mm. but you're being used by this tool. Social media yes, is using that's you, true. right? I'm you. If, that's if true. it was a tool, I'd be using it. Like I use a screwdriver to undo a screw and that's the task that mm. it is. But social media is using you to make more money yeah. for these huge companies. And that relates back to that quote that you mentioned initially, which was, could you repeat that for us? Because I um, If you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. Yeah. And I really like that because it's like, obviously all social media is free, right? We're all mm. on the apps because we don't have to pay for anything. So what is that? How does that app run? Well, it runs off you like wanting either an attention or likes or something, mm. um, engagement, connection with other people, creating a community. Mm. Um, but yeah, they 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 are obviously they obviously have to make money, have a commercial one interest. way or another. Yeah. So that's how you get you know your targeted ads and specific products, and um, they keep that's why they want it, they're fighting for your screen time. It's all it like, and this might be a bit of a cynical mindset too, you know. Like it, it kind of sucks that we have to, we we have to think about it like this. But I think it is nice to shed some light on it because, like, the t- main takeaway of talking about this manipulation that that the apps have on us is that. Like, it's like, don't be so hard on yourself about your screen time because you are literally fighting against, like, you know, the smartest the people smartest, in the world, smarter than the smartest people smartest in the world. Pe- the smartest business models in the world that are literally designed to tap into your, your brain and manipulate you. Uh, for your p- the person that you are and like really understand you on a personal level like it's fascinating and i think it's worth noting that it's capitalizing on like a fundamental human instinct yeah, that we've all been 
You know, we want mm. to live in community so that we can hunt and gather and we can, mm. it's safer in numbers and we want to connect with other people. Yeah. Um, and social media has made that a bajillion times easier to connect with people and have people hear what we want to say. And we know that's linked into like dopamine reward pathways and whatever within our brain. And so we are, we are just drawn to it like flies to a light or what's that? <laughs> Moth to a light. Moth to a flame. No, that's um, true. That's exactly. And we can't avoid it. We, we all want to fit in and that's part of the, the social media trap too. Like we all want to, you know, fit in. We all want to follow trends. We all want to have major ha- FOMO. We all want to, you know, get involved in on what everyone's getting involved in. We don't want to miss out on things. Yeah. Mm. So uh, I think that is a big part of it. We did a poll and we were asking people whether or not how they interact with their phone, whether it's out of habit, procrastination, um, boredom or through notifications. Um, and it's probably a mix of all of those things, but I think in our experience and what we think is something that we can tangibly talk about in this context is around habits um, and micro habits and how we can maybe shift those um, to try and push back a little bit against the algorithm and the manipulation that social media has and the grip it has on us. So is there anything that you, maybe to start off, like anything that you do or have tried or think is useful to kind of curb your social media usage? As I've said, I kind of, I try moving my charger. Yeah. I'll try putting my phone somewhere else. You know, I've tried the whole setting timers. I think everyone's done those standard things. You know, so personally, I feel like I've kind of exhausted a lot of my You've tried those things and you feel like they're not working. They're not really working. And I feel like it's more about getting to the root cause of this, which is literally become a habit, a part of our routine Mm. to just... While I'm sitting there doing my work, I'll just have a quick look every 10 minutes Mm. or every time I wake up in the morning, I'll just scroll on there. Mm. Or every time I go to bed, before I go to bed, I'll just have a quick look. So it's a part of our routine to go on our phone. And there is a excellent author that his name is James Clear and he wrote the book Atomic Habits. I have watched a few videos and listened to a few podcasts with him in it. And um, he obviously is the expert on habits. Mm. So... I think there's a lot we can take from him. A habit is something that we do out of routine, Mm. you know, whether that's picking up our phone every five minutes or checking it before we go to bed, checking it in the morning. Um, It's something that's built over time and that becomes a part of our routine. Now, changing habits, everyone wants transformation. Everyone is here for the same reason. We all want to get off our phone. Mm. Transformation comes from changing micro habits. Yeah. And What's a micro habit? Because people talk about micro habits and how that's different to habits and they're easier to change micro habits. I feel like micro habits are things that we can, that we link to something else, you know, so maybe it's my morning routine is mm. that I have a coffee and I have breakfast and I sit down. A micro habit is maybe that while I'm doing that, I'll scroll on my phone. Something smaller, like yeah. it's a smaller habit. It's like something that may be a bit more subconscious, Yeah, I would say. One of the things I like that James Clear talks about is that, uh, like a habit is, it's not about thinking like of changing one specific thing all the time because creating a habit is a collection of multiple different habits, micro habits. So he kind of talks about how like if you put your time, he says something like time will magnify whatever you feed it. And I like that quote because it's like whatever you're putting your time into, it will like continue to grow. 
which is an obvious point. For example, take the example of like, I want to stop drinking on the weekend. I don't think it's as simple as going, I want to stop drinking every weekend and stop going out because we all know how difficult that is. Um, Mm. I think what he talks about being this collection of multiple habits is that it kind of has a flow on effect, I guess. So like if you want to stop drinking, but then you also want to go to the gym more and, you know, you start putting your time into these little, small, like more mindful activities. Eventually you're going to get to a point where it's like, well, I don't want to go out this weekend because I want to get up and I want to read in the morning and I want to have my, you know, do my wholesome Sunday mm. or whatever it is. So it has this flow on effect. And I think an important point that he makes is that habits are not something that we just, it's not so black and white. We can just change it initially no. or it's not one thing. It's multiple things mm. that have a flow on effect in our life. And I think it's also about, um, it, it's also a gradual process. It takes so, it takes time. So you're not going to have your social media screen time reduced. It's probably not an instantaneous process. It's something that, is it's about being aware of it. Open to it to change over time. Yeah. It's a good point. It's tricky because I think that, I mean, just rolling with that example, I almost feel like that's a lot of things at once and that puts a lot of pressure mm. on yourself at once to be like, well, I not only don't want to drink, but I should go to the gym more and mm. I should wake up in the morning and then read a book. And it's, it's too many it, things. It's too many things. I feel like looking at it, it's not about just removing something from your life. It's mm. not about just removing social media mm-hmm. from my life, but rather inserting something in its place. So, you know, maybe instead if I have the urge to check social media, maybe I then turn to a book instead. And it's kind of filling that mm. void rather than just wandering my house, wandering around my house aimlessly because I'm like, it's it's time for me to check my mm. phone, but it needs to be replaced with mm. something. And obviously there are things that need to be put in place for that to happen, whether that is literally time blocking off your phone or removing your phone mm. at a distance or whatever. But I think it's tricky to talk about just going cold turkey without adding something yeah. else in its place. I Yeah, I agree with that. And one of the things that he talks about is – um you know, it's not, obviously it's not that easy. He kind of, he says that there's like four stages to changing habits in Mm -hmm. your life. And those four stages are noticing, wanting, doing, and liking. So noticing, wanting, doing, and liking. And, you know, obviously part of noticing is being aware of what the habit is. You know, I want to get off my phone more or whatever it is. But obviously it's not that easy to go, like, as you were saying, cold turkey on Mm. something. Um, And we need motivation. We need drive. And, you know, we're not going to wake up in the morning as you described earlier and go, I'm really motivated to not go on my phone this Mm, morning mm. or I'm going to get up and have an amazing day. We can't expect that from ourselves. Mm. Um, So he kind of talks about it's not motivation you need. It's actually clarity that you need. So instead of thinking, you know, I'm waiting for this this spark of energy or spark of something to tell me I'm not going to go on my phone because that's probably not going to happen. Mm. We, what we actually need is clarity. And when we are trying to change a habit, we're actually trying to change our identity. So we don't maybe, that's, that's one thing he talks about is like true change in anything is, is changing your identity. So it's not like I want to start reading more. It's I want to become a reader mm. or it's not like I want to start, doing more speak speaking it's I want to become a speaker mm. like it's about you know rewiring the way we think about things and um adapting that because eventually things will feed into that so like a couple of his tips are 
you know, find ways to bring a reward into the present moment. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a good one because a lot of the things that we see, like changing social media habits, that's a far goal. Like it's probably not you're probably not going to see the change for maybe six months. Mm. You know where then you're like, oh wait, I've, you wake up one day and you're like, I haven't been on my phone for the past week. Like mm. every morning, like I've been having really productive days. Or you you may not have that like amazing amazing realization of change until it's been a certain amount of time. Mm. So it's hard to get motivated. And that's why it's about having that clarity and actually constructing a plan about Mm. how you're going to go about it. So actually sitting down with yourself and going, what is it that I, who do I want to become? And he talks about like finding the things that you do like doing and grabbing onto those. So if you want to start reading, don't try and force yourself to read a book that's like, you know. Not interesting to you. It's not interesting to you. Start with easy things. And slowly implement them mm. over the time. Like maybe you literally read a picture book mm. every morning. I don't, I don't know. That's something that excites you or maybe you read something that's, that's fun. And I mean, if we're talking about social media. I guess I can only speak to my experience, but I mean, you sort of said earlier that that doesn't work for you, but just as a suggestion. I Wait, what did I say? What, what? The, the screen timers. Oh, well, yeah. I feel if like that, has, you, that has somewhat worked for me a little bit. Like, mm. not all the time. It's not a foolproof system. But, you know, if I'm already in a bit of a doom scroll and that pops up on my phone and says you've used your, f- you, you know, mm. you've used Instagram for an hour today. Um, and then sometimes all I need is that one moment I go, okay, yep, cool. And I turn it off. Like, that's It's that, a reminder, it's if anything. Yeah. Reminder that I need to switch it off, put it away. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll come back later to it and, you know, ignore that and keep using the app anyway but I think it's just those quick little tiny reminders that you could be doing something else and sometimes I grab onto it sometimes I don't but I think it's still a useful tool and another thing I've got is I've got my screen time graph or whatever on the home page on my phone and I think initially that used to alarm me because I'd look at it and I wouldn't care enough to pay notice to it but I think once I've started to care a bit more and Mm. I've moved away from like Oh, that's something I worry about later. Something I worry about later. Yeah. To actually wanting to worry about it now is when seeing that graph kind of prompts me to put my phone away. Mm. And I, I talking about the gradual change. I feel like mm. over the last few months, I have noticed a gradual change. And I think if I went back, I don't know well, how to do really that. But good. if I went back yeah. on my screen time, I like I think it will have gone down. Mm. Possibly because I've been busier and doing other things, but that's I think that just shows how mm. little of an impact it should have on our lives, right? Like if mm. I've got stuff going on and I feel like there are things I need to be doing, you know, that that's not what's important to me. Social media isn't what is important yeah. to me. Throwing my phone to the other side of the room and all those sort of physical things, I think, bring light to the like the root of how habits change, and that it, it is gradual. Yeah, it, it's gradual. Another tip he also says is that uh, changing up the environment is a big thing. Mm, um, yeah. I think, like, you know, if you do want to get off your phone, a really big thing is is having a different environment or space or something that prompts you. I think that, like, you know, if you're putting yourself in the position where your phone's always accessible or if you want to start getting fit and you're kind of always in an environment where you know there's junk food in the house or mm. there's you're not really setting yourself up for success you know in that sense mm. but even just like making a change of environment like taking your work to the library to do something or mixing up the environment it, having a different environment around you prompts you to think differently mm. and I think that is kind of this 
constant reminder that you're in a new space and it's kind of a it's an opportunity to have a new experience mm. rather than recreate the same thing you do every day. So I think really important to mix up the environment and whether that's even just, you know, moving around certain things or putting things in your in your space. Like for example, moving the charger out of the room maybe. Maybe it's putting something else in your room like a radio or mm. something that an alarm is clock, another a physical alarm clock I keep meaning to buy. Yes, actually <laughs> so another thing I've phone. done recently is I bought a sleep light. Mm. If you don't have one of those, highly recommend because I got this sleep light from JB Hi-Fi and it is a light that gradually wakes you up with this sunrise. Mm. And I love it so much because you can have really gentle sounds to wake you up and one morning when I used it Recently, I felt like I woke up really naturally because it, there was just this, the sun was rising in my room and the birds were chirping and I just thought, mm. oh my God, I've woken up naturally. Peacefully, yeah. yeah. Whereas the alarms on, on our phones are quite like, you know. Well, if nothing else, it stops you <laughs> looking at your phone first thing in the morning as well. The alarms. Yeah. And that's the other thing. And I can put my phone on the other side of the room if I want to, because I have this physical alarm clock. We've talked about a lot of different things, what the crux of habits are, how that might change over time and how we, there are lots of different things that we can do to address it. And in terms of social media, I guess for me, this has certainly prompted the idea that or brought to light the idea that maybe we can try to experiment and challenge ourselves to do different things to address our social media habits or addiction if it's that strong. Mm. An example of that is if I want to address how much I use my phone first thing in the morning, maybe I'll buy an alarm so I don't look at it first thing in the morning. Mm. Maybe I try using a screen timer, see if that works. Maybe I try go cold turkey for one day, see if that works. I think it's the same thing's not going to work for everyone. Once we've noticed the habit and we've decided that we want to change it, then we have to choose something that we're going to do to actually implement it. And we're not going to want it, want it out of existence. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's also to remember that, you know, that again, as we spoke about with social media, you know, we can't beat ourselves up over that. We are literally being manipulated by the smartest business models in the world. So, you know, be, let's be a bit kind to ourselves mm. with this process as well. And also let's think about how, you know, it's a gradual process. It's not something that's instantaneous and we've got to find ways to reward ourselves along the way for the efforts that we are putting in to kind of reduce those habits. And to remember that it's a collection of multiple habits that create this overall change in whatever it is that we want to transform. It's not just I'm going to do this one thing, but as you said, it's like maybe I'll buy an alarm clock and mm. that gets the ball rolling on things. Maybe I'll go and um, move my charger to the other side of the room or yeah. So it's about creating those small changes from little things, big things grow. <laughs> <laughs> So hopefully that conversation was at least enlightening or brought about some thought within yourself or at least the, the idea that maybe we can think about how we use social media and if, if there are ways that we can address it if we find that that's an issue for ourselves. Um, and if you did take anything away from it, we would really love to to hear from you guys, whether that's through, ironically, our Instagram page or whether that's through a review on yeah. Apple Podcasts or a Cheeky Star rating. 
And also check out our TikTok <laughs> while you're at it. Don't end up in a doom scroll. Just you can doom scroll on our TikTok, but no other TikToks. <laughs> That's the rule. So our TikTok's amusing podcast and our Instagram is at amusing podcast underscore. If you'd like to follow those to keep up with us. And if we sparked a thought for you today, please share this with your friends and family to spread the word about the amusing podcast. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to muse, muse and be amused by life. life. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.